0: Hello, and welcome to another weird rendition of uh, Bomb Squad Movie Night, the bonus casts. Uh, I am your host and Master of Ceremony for this evening, Mr. Joseph Henry Vernick, and today I have with me...
1: Hi, I'm Austin Zwiebelman.
0: (laughs) That pause there. Uh, who wants to go next? There's I'm, two of you. I'm uh, Tanner Tim Richard. And Sullivan. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Tim, go first. Tanner, then go next.
2: T- Tim. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Made the same weak joke twice in the joke. <laughs> All right.
0: Tanner's here. Tim's here. All right. Tanner we, Richard we got... Kraft. All right. Thank you, Tanner. Very cool. Uh, anyway. Tanner Richard Kraft. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The, this podcast is off to a. Very weird start, if you will, which is very appropriate, because today we're talking about Weird, the Al Yankovic story, the uh, the hit Roku Channel original. Uh, they're probably very happy for the press here. So, um, before we get started on talking about the movie... Um, we we, we got to talk about the man, the myth, the legend himself, Weird Al Yankovic. Uh, a very big part, very influential, uh, comedian, musician, like wh- one of the biggest names around. Still like really funny to this day. Still relevant. Everybody knows Weird Al. Everybody loves him. So we're we're, we're going to start off with uh, our history with the man because. I believe everyone here has some sort of history with Weird Al Yankovic, so, uh, we're gonna start with, uh, Tim. Uh, tell me, what's your history with Weird Al Yankovic?
3: So, I really liked his role in Rob Zombie's Halloween (laughs) 2. I guess! Uh, no, no, but, uh, my, my history with him is kind of brief, uh, I... Mostly knew him as uh, the guy who did Amish Paradise because uh, that was a song that me and my brother had downloaded when I was 12. Um, So I listened to that over and over again, way before I knew what Gangster's Paradise was. Um, Yeah. And, uh, you know, his other songs, I kind of just uh, ended up finding later through cultural osmosis. Uh, I did watch a... uh, stand up i guess but the musical performance uh like a musical special that he did for comedy central a few years ago uh where he did some of his hits like uh eat it fat uh of course Amish paradise um uh and yeah he's just always been sort of this uh cultural figure that you can't help but appreciate um, I used to watch the Comedy Central series at midnight and he would come on sometimes as one of the people on the dais. And I remember there was an episode he was on where, uh, his buzzer, whenever he would press the buzzer, it would just make the, oh, wow" sound from down with the sickness. <laughs> um, so, so that, that's, that's a, that's a reference. Um, but, but yeah, pretty, pretty simple, um history on my end back to you joe well
0: that's a very simple and a very nice story there tim uh tanner how about you you got a nice little story about your history with weird al
2: uh my history with weird Al, i'm i'm not sure it, there's not really a story to it necessarily i think i've just always been aware of who the man is um i will let's say this somewhat as a story um as an adult when someone asks me what my favorite song is uh, i usually answer one of two songs I either say "Rocket Man" by Elton John or I say "Space Oddity" by David Bowie. Um, both for similar reasons. I feel like they're songs that, while accidentally, convey how it feels to be autistic. Point being is that when you ask me what my favorite song is, I pick a song that feels like almost like a personal anthem to me, in a sense. In that vein, my favorite song. If you were to ask me as a sixth grader, I would have answered with "White and Nerdy." <laughs> because that was a personal anthem to me in the sixth grade, and I didn't even understand half the bullshit he was saying in that song. I didn't know what the fuck World of Warcraft is yet. I didn't even know what D and D was yet. But you know, you watch the music video, and he's out there wearing a fucking Poindexter House ass getup, and he's like, "I'm whiting nerdy. I I'm whitey nerdy. I don't know I'm nerdy." Walking <laughs> out, walking out,
0: looking like Pete Timmerman. I just, oh, no. Yes, literally. <laughs> uh, like From
2: those opening bars, they see me mowing my front lawn. And as a sixth grader, I went, that's my personality. I had never mowed the lawn before. But I decided <laughs> that it was my personality. Um, so I've just always been aware of who Weird Al is. Um, my favorite song of his might be um, White and Dirty. But he's all of his parodies are genuinely great. I also think he's a fantastically talented accordion player. Like, put all the parody music aside, while he is a brilliant parody writer, I just think his actual skills with the accordion are world-class, and I don't think he gets enough credit for that. He is a genuinely incredible accordion player. Like, you should look up, like, some accordion solos. He's done it, like, his concerts and stuff. He's gifted with that thing. Uh, but no, I unfortunately... I, I just like all of his music, you know? Eat It. Uh, the Nirvana song Smells Like Nirvana, I think that's what it's called. Yeah. Um... I just. Weird Al as a cultural figure is just one of my favorite things because he's just so funny while, like, having a very unproblematic history. Um, the only earth shattering thing, like, he's ever done, like, the only thing I have ever seen people complain about Weird Al for is people being confused when they discover he isn't Jewish. That's, like, the only ne- even remotely negative thing I've heard associated <laughs> with Weird Al. And that's not even a negative thing, that's just people's worldviews being shattered. um (laughs) ethan hawker specifically told me that when he found out weird al wasn't jewish it like genuinely destroyed his worldview uh but Mm -hmm. yeah that's that's all i got with weird al white and nerdy was my favorite song when i was 13 back to you joe
0: all right that that was a very fun little story how about austin he's always got some uh fun little stories to tell tell us your history with weird al my friend
1: uh, for me, Weird Al really became a fixture in my life when I was 12. Parkway Northeast Middle, I was in 7th grade. I had some kind of class in a computer lab early one morning, uh, and YouTube wasn't blocked. So one day, somebody pulls me in to, like, show me the music video for White and Nerdy before class. And that was just it, man. Uh, it's like the first time that I saw the music video for Bad Romance, or the first time I heard Bob O'Reilly on headphones, that song just dominated that entire year of my life. And through YouTube and Newgrounds, I got acquainted with the usual like Weird Al videos a lot of people saw. Albuquerque the Movie, Virus Alert, Everything You Know Is Wrong, Trapped in the drive Through, Lost Rhapsody 1 and 2, all totally solid animations. Uh, later I got introduced to UHF, and you can learn more about that on the UHF bonus episode. But yeah, it didn't take long to reach that point where I thought, this Weird owl guy, he's the all-time master of parody songs, and he should be cherished forever. And uh, that's how all that started, as far as I can remember. Hell yeah. All right, my turn.
0: So you guys have been saying it's like, oh, I discovered him when I was like 12 or 11. Uh, I'm going to play the trump card here. I discovered him far earlier than that. Uh, Weird Al has practically been a part of my life uh, as far back as I could even remember. Probably since I could actually start developing memories. Uh, Because when I was four years old... uh, the, the, like what, what, one of my favorite things of all time one of the things that captured my absolute imagination was Star Wars mm-hmm. and at the time there was a little movie coming out called The Phantom Menace mm-hmm. uh, for which Weird Al wrote a song for to uh, promote the movie in the tune of uh, Don McLean's American Pie uh, the, then that's how we got The Saga Begins mm-hmm. uh, and for a while If you asked four-year-old me what my favorite song was, it was either that or uh, Eiffel 65's Blue. It was one of those two. The the, most 1999 thing ever. I I loved those songs to death. And I was really lucky to have had an uncle who uh, bought my... I I think he had bought my grandma a computer And it was, like, the computer that we we would use uh, whenever we would go to my grandma's house, and she had, like, a whole ton of kids' games for it. But on that computer that my uncle had, uh, as well, at some point, uh, he had a little thing on it that will really date this, called Napster. And (laughs) Napster. And on that Napster, he had a whole library of Weird Al songs that, at some point, my grandma had just burnt onto a CD... And gave to like five, four year old me uh, for like car trips. Um, so th- yeah, that, that's that that that's just kind of the start of like my love for Weird Al was just this little CD that like my grandma gave to me when I was like four or five that had my um, Lost on Jeopardy was one of them. Yoda was on there, another Star Wars one that I loved. Uh, eat it! It's like. Actually, my the, my story with Eat It kind of, like, is, like, a little bit more different with Weird Al, because that was just a song that my parents would sing whenever I refused to fucking eat food as a kid. <laughs> it's just, they'd just start referencing Weird Al's Eat It, and it drove me fucking nuts. I'm just like, how dare you use this thing that I love against me? <laughs> <laughs> um, fla- flash forward, like, to 2008, so after uh, the Straight Out of Linwood album. Uh, had like released, um, we- weird, Al comes back into my life again. And I discover like an even larger, like catalog of music. Um, I talk about this briefly in the UHF, UHF bonus cast, which you can check out here. Uh, I discover that, Oh, he made a movie and like, he's just this really big comedic force. And honestly, the rest was just kind of history. It's just like, I rediscovered him, fell in love all over again with his music. Um, and I would argue Weird Al is one of, like, maybe the... I would argue top two or three comedians to have fucking shaped, like, my my sense of humor. It, it's like, he's one of those, like, three kings. Um, he's also... Um, I, I say this with shame, but also I say this with love because I I know I probably could have done better for my first concert, but at the same time, Weird Al, at uh, I went to his... Uh, Mandatory uh, concert in like 2015. That was my first concert. And... Joe,
3: most people's first concert fucking
1: sucks. <laughs> Weird Al's not bad. Okay, hey, my first concert was the Who. Other people can suck it.
2: My first yeah. concert was canceled after the opening act because it wouldn't stop thunderstorming.
1: Oof. <laughs> oh no! But,
0: but yeah, no. That that the mandatory tour was my uh, first concert and. Uh, other than my dad kind of being an absolute prick, uh, getting to the place, uh, like it was a really fun concert, uh, and I, I cherished that memory. Other than like the bad parts of it, mm-hmm. uh, and we flash forward to now, they made a movie uh, about the life of Weird Al Yankovic. So we're gonna get into our thoughts on Weird, the Al Yankovic story, based on the funnier die short right here, right now. We're going to start off with the one and only Tanner Richard Kraft. My boy, what are your thoughts on Weird, the Al Yankovic story?
2: So I didn't watch it. Oh,
3: what?
2: I've been busy. I haven't had time to watch it. Fair enough. I've seen the funnier or Die video it's based on with uh, Aaron Paul. That one's pretty funny. It's a pretty funny video. But no, I haven't seen the movie. I've been busy. I'm dealing with some personal stuff.
1: It's on the Roku channel. Wait, you really didn't watch it?
2: No, I haven't seen it. The White oh, and Nerdy oh. music video is really good, though. So.
1: Oh, okay. I like the Amish Paradise music video a lot. That's a great um, one.
0: <laughs> uh, Austin, <laughs> what, what are your thoughts on Weird, the Al Yankovic story? I need a second.
1: What are you doing? the movie? <laughs> Wait, did you think I was kidding earlier? Ah, uh, i don't know what to think anymore okay weird, weird.
2: Yeah.
1: the al yankovic story okay so for a film that was shot in 18 days on an eight million dollar budget <laughs> this should be considered a miracle by the catholic church okay maybe maybe i'm like a little starstruck by all the famous people who obviously came out to support weird al and the project but I also got to hand it to a biopic that takes the time to include two full-length murder rampages. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's really... It's awesome seeing Funny or Die collide with Weird Al, because they both have something so huge that's in common. Uh, they both figured out a winning formula early on. Uh, like, <sighs> Al definitely feels more like a permanent fixture at this point than Funny or Die does, uh, but... but Funnier or Die still figured something important out. That approach of getting recognizable celebrities to do absurd comedy skits, kind of like SNL, but they don't have to do it every week for an hour. And there aren't network TV censors. Just, like, go back and watch the video that this movie's based on, and you can tell they figured out the key to something really hilarious. Uh, the movie itself, for me, uh, it works best when it's diving completely off the rails. And surprisingly... There's not a whole ton of that kind of material in here. Uh, Between the moments where, like, Al's roommates are screaming and throwing plates, uh, (laughs) there's, like, a a kind of real biopic happening with dramatic story beats and actual acting. Mind you, it's set in a backwards world where, like, Michael Jackson (laughs) is a parody artist and accordions are the edgiest instrument you can play. (laughs) The material is being approached at, like, kind of a normal pace with a certain level of fake seriousness. And I guess if it were to just, like, go off the rails the entire time, it would just be UHF again. So maybe having the skeleton of a biopic underneath all the goofiness can make this thing more accessible to a larger crowd of people? I don't know. But again, uh, I was having, like, the time of my life with the Pablo Escobar (laughs) (laughs) subplot. After everything melted away into a complete farce, I was I was losing it, man.
2: Pa- Pablo uh, Escobar is in this movie? Oh mm-hmm. baby. There there's mm-hmm.
1: like there's enough really funny moments in this that it leaves you in a good mood. That's one thing I noticed. I felt great after this movie. Al's dad telling the accordion salesman, I told you to shut up, and then massively beating the shit out of him, even though we never told him to shut up in the first place. Or um uh, Rich Al Yankovic having a super heavy door to his house that he struggles to shut after Madonna comes in. Or uh, the way Al keeps slamming the phone over and over while he's being informed about Michael Jackson on the phone. <laughs> Just classic gags that pay off really well. So, yeah, I... I'm not exactly pulling this together in any eloquent eloquent kind of way. I'm just going to punch my card instead. Uh, Weird D. Al Yankovic story is a fun spoof of biopics that manages to be entertaining, even though Walkhard seemingly covered everything back in 2007. Uh, It's a little bit inside baseball, so hopefully it plays well for people who don't know as much about Weird Al... I had a good time with it, even though I'd still consider UHF to be the better movie of the two. Uh, at the end of the day, though, we're in the bad timeline, where UHF didn't make any money. So we got robbed of dozens of Weird Al movies. And it's always good to see another one come to life, especially when it's made with this as much love as this one was. Those are my thoughts.
2: Back to Pablo, Joe. Pablo Elliot. Escobar?
3: Pablo Escobar.
0: Pablo Escobar. Tim, uh what 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 are your thoughts on uh on Narcos? I mean,
3: weird the Al Yankovic story. So Breaking Bad's pretty good.
2: Uh, no, I agree, Tim. How about Better Call yeah. Saul though?
3: Ah, that one sucks. Uh, but uh, I'll see myself out. Uh, uh yeah, no, it's 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 a lot of fun. It's a great time. I think it's basically The only way you could make a Weird Al, uh, air quotes, biopic. I say air quotes for the benefit of the audience that can't see me. Um, But, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. Um, It does kind of tread those uh, walk-hard waters. But, like, it's still, like, I think what makes it uh, a little more fresh is that, like, this is, you know talking about, like, a real musician who is, like, a comedic musician, um, and, like, it's just, uh, I, I, think, I think Daniel Radcliffe really kills it in the role, like, I, I love how he, he was able to kind of, uh, it's like him and, uh, Elijah Wood and, um, Robert Pattinson, like, they all, they did, they did the fucking... They, they, they did the YA book movies, and then got to do their own fucking weird shit mm-hmm. afterwards. Yeah, and you, you 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 gotta love it. You gotta love it.
2: Hold on, I resent lumping in uh, Lord of the I, rings listen, with Harry listen, Potter. Listen, and listen, 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 <laughs> listen, listen,
3: listen, listen. So anyway.
2: <laughs> uh.
3: Yeah, movie's great. Movie's a lot of fun. Uh, Austin pretty much uh, covered it, but um, it's it, there's there's a lot to like about it. It's a very entertaining ride. I like how it kind of goes into all of these different songs and just hams up the stories behind them. Um, I did start to think like they were playing it a little too thick with the eat it thing at first, <laughs> like when he goes into the agent's office and uh, that he's just like. Uh, this is not a parody song. This is an original song. That's not based on any existing song whatsoever. Uh, like they kept going at that, uh, thread and I started to think it was a little too much, but then once he gets the phone call about how Michael Jackson's making a song called beat it, I'm like, okay, this is, this is correct. This is, <laughs> this is how you approach this. Um, and, uh, yeah, just lots of fun. Uh, talk more about when we get into general thoughts back to you joe
0: all right so i am gonna try my hardest to not talk about any of the scenes and save it for general discussion but um i fucking loved this movie um this is probably the hardest i've laughed at like a straightforward like comedy within like the last god 15 years uh, co- comedies don't, like that—you have to like really put forth an effort. I'm playing with toothpicks. If that's picking up on the mic, I'll stop. Uh, like it—it <laughs> it, it takes a lot of effort to uh, like make me laugh at a comedy. Um, and I think the added benefit of this being like based, uh, based in air quotes, off of Weird Al's life, uh, based really helped out uh, like the uh, the comedy elements of this uh because yeah this like if, if you're going into this expecting a traditional biopic the fuck is wrong with you first off <laughs> like have you been living under a rock for all these years uh secondly um speaking of the traditional like biopic formula um the, this is something that i've been wanting like fucking uh biopics to be doing for like ever at this point, because they all just follow the same fucking formula that Walk Hard parodied, and honestly, the formula should have fucking died after Walk Hard, but no, Uh, they all follow the same thing. Bohemian Rhapsody, Walk the Line, Ray Elvis, all the same formula. Um, And this movie fucking takes the formula uses it to its advantage and, like, actually works it into the artist that it's about. Um, it's a fucking movie about a parody artist, and it's a parody of the biopics. It's fucking perfect. That That's how you fucking do a movie like this. Um, Tanner's, like, giving a weird-ass fucking look.
2: Austin's, like, sc- room had a seizure. <laughs> like, it was a fucking 70s disco cocaine party in there for, like, five seconds. It was weird. it is it's the LSD trip (laughs) damn you son of a bitch
3: Austin just cooler than the rest of us
2: (laughs) No, Um, I think it's just because secretly he's a gay man from before the AIDS crisis that's like how he lives his life (laughs) when are you going to tell your husband
1: tannerate the the guacamole with the acid in it that's (laughs) a reasonable theory fuck that explains Um, it no one will ever believe you (laughs)
0: Anyway, back to the actual movie, uh, the OC movie. Uh, I'm kidding. Anyway, yeah, like, yeah, oh yeah, the formula that uh, this fucking movie takes. Yeah, no, it's perfect. Like they use the formula and actually work uh, work in something that actually ties into the subject, Uh, and it's a parody of the formula. Uh, And more people should be like, okay what can we do with a already established formula, but how do we make a movie that's like unique to the artists we're making it about? And that, like, I mean, there, there, there've been a couple of exceptions. The uh, Elton John movie rocket man's one of them. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I'm not there. The Bob Dylan biopic is Ooh. definitely one of them. That's Six a really fucking actors. good one. Yeah. <laughs> it's a really good fucking one. Watch that. Um, and this one's no exception. It's, Walk hard but with Weird Al, and it works fucking perfectly. Uh, casting is fucking solid all across the board. Uh, Daniel Radcliffe is horribly fucking miscast in this, but that's what <laughs> makes it perfect. <laughs> uh, because you look at that man and then you look at Weird Al. No, like, Weird Al is like this scrawny, really tall, weird looking guy, uh, not muscular in the slightest. Uh and Daniel Radcliffe's this uh muscular, uh kinda handsome werewolf looking motherfucker. Like this should not work at all, but it's perfect. Um
1: Handsome like I, a werewolf.
0: I I would argue that Evan Rachel Wood steals the fucking movie in this. Um She is
1: good as Madonna. Yeah.
0: Because it's like, on the one hand, it's just really good fucking casting, and she's playing the hell out of it. But she's also seeing what she can get away with comedically. And a lot of the comedic bits, specifically with her, are some of the best points of the movie. Um, like, she's crazy good in this. Um, uh, yeah it's like I'm, I'm starting to get to that point where i just want to talk about how funny this movie is um it, it might just be because i have a weird owl bias but this is one of my favorite fucking movies of the year i really love this let's get into general discussion guys so this movie has one of my i, I would actually argue that this is the second best ending to a movie i've seen all year tanner you have something
2: i do you, you both of you talked about Daniel Radcliffe. Now, I know I haven't seen the movie, but I do want to say that Weird Al apparently hand-picked Daniel Radcliffe to play him. And Daniel Radcliffe, ladies and gentlemen, is Jewish. Just throwing that out there. Just throwing it <laughs> oh out there. My God. Just throwing it. that out there. Right. fucking doing it again! <laughs>
0: <laughs> Tanner, t- 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 take your medications. Anyway, so, <laughs> the, the, the ending to this movie is, like... I would probably say it's my second favorite ending to a movie all year. He uh, gets
2: assassinated.
0: <laughs> well, the, the, the funny thing is, it's like, they kind of play it off for laughs, and then they just keep fucking going with it. That, that's I what love, makes it funny.
3: <laughs> I love the picture
2: of him just fucking getting obliterated. <laughs> it's when, so good. <laughs> when, when Joe saw the movie, and I haven't seen it yet, I asked him, so I heard the ending is Weird Al Died. And he kept being like, "Oh, I don't know, I don't know." And I'm like, "I saw the tombstone. It literally recreated shots from Metal Gear Solid Three: Snake Eater. Just tell me if that's the <laughs> ending or not." And then Joe did tell me that. That's a fun fact for you. This scene pays tribute to Metal Gear Solid Three: Snake <laughs> well, Eater. It's, well, it's also that a, is
3: the only way. I was like,
2: "Not."
0: I was going to say it's also a carry reference because the hand comes out of the grave.
2: Well, so I, I didn't see wondering. that part. The way they framed the shots of like I, some woman looking at her at his tombstone, and then the tombstone is identical to a scene from Metal Gear Solid 3.
1: I I, I was wondering, because uh, I got asked uh, by Sid while we were watching this, like, why does Madonna have a facial scar and an eye patch? And my guess was Ilsa, she wolf of the SS, because I just had no idea they would, like, parody a Kojima game. But God. it's better if they did deliberately parody Metal Gear Solid 3. Uh, I found out something this morning that was fucking funny. Uh, so, uh, I think it was, uh, what is it, like, March 1st, 1969, Jim Morrison had a meltdown in Miami at concert, and <laughs> he, he called everybody slaves in the audience, had that, you're all a bunch of slaves line, and you can actually the find- slave. You can find audio of it on YouTube, the actual meltdown, I believe. Not the recreated version in the Oliver Stone movie, but just really drunk Jim Morrison digging into the audience and then being like, I'm going to show you my penis. It's crazy <laughs> audio. And I just, I, it was in the original short, and it's in this movie. I think the line, you're all a bunch of slaves, is a great line. <laughs> <laughs> God. Oh, man. Um... Uh, his roommates are really supportive. That was one thing that was really funny was just how steadfast their support of him was. <laughs>
0: yeah, so he just comes out with the idea. It's like, "Oh, I want to I want to make parody songs." And they're like, "Oh yeah,
1: you should do that, dude." <laughs> God, there's one point where they're talking about, like, oh, it's so nice to be out on our own because we don't have to deal with our parents. And one of his friends is like, yeah, last night I was driving, and it, it, I, I didn't know if I was going to live to see tomorrow, if I was going to die in a fiery wreck. <laughs> just, just says something absurdly dark out of nowhere, while the rest of them are just, like, talking about getting stoned in your apartment. It was great. I uh, another
3: sorry Uh, uh, yeah i I was just gonna say like uh, going off that i do love the part like right at the beginning when the dad wrecks the fucking um accordion and uh he fucking uh, then uh al just fucking storms out and then it's like so then a few years later i graduated high school and i was able to move out of my parents house
1: things at Uh, home never got any better after that yeah
3: yeah (laughs) Like, like, I love that the implication is that, like, he's leaving. And it's just like, no, he, he still went to high school. Uh, he's he still there for a couple more years.
0: <laughs> uh, it, it, it parodies the Boogie Nights uh, fight with the mom scene, and then, oh, it turns
1: out, oh, he's stuck around. <laughs> yeah. It also parodies the Boogie knights pool scene very directly. Oh, yeah. The shots are so similar, <laughs> and I loved it. And
0: that that like, whole that's hard us. pass. That, that whole and that whole fucking scene is full of like cameos, but it's also filled with cameos because it's like a bunch of famous people playing famous people. It's like you got uh, like Dimitri Barton's Tiny Tim, uh, like who else is it? Conan O'Brien's Andy Warhol. <laughs> Jack Black is Wolfman
1: Jack. Uh, Jack
2: Black is in this movie.
1: Jack Black, Black is in this.
2: Yeah. I'm in this movie.
1: Yep. The Tenacious um, D guy is in the movie. God.
0: Uh, David Desmalchian plays uh, the guy from Queen. Our, our boy Polka Dot Man shows up. One uh,
1: of the uh, Lonely Island <laughs> members plays Pee Wee Herman.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, Jorma Tacone, I think it is. Finally. Uh, there, for years, there...
2: the people have been saying they should get one of those guys to play Pee... Yes, they are very cool Never mind. It's not worth it anymore.
0: There's a UHF cameo in that scene as well. It's Emo Phillips plays Salvador Dali.
2: Oh hell yeah, playing the <laughs>
1: the fish violin.
2: Salvador Dali. Yeah, I,
1: I I heard that um in the beginning when he goes to LA, there's like a scene where he like takes off a little flyer on a uh, like a little piece of a flyer to go audition for a band, and apparently there's an Easter egg where it's like Cooney's Karate School is also yep. on the board. I think Co- Cooney's Karate School, it's there.
2: <laughs> I'm convinced I'm, you guys are gaslighting me, and half the shit you're saying is made up. No, hey, we're, this we're...
3: movie doesn't actually exist.
2: Fuck. You need to wake up, Tanner. <laughs> oh, oh, holy Tanner, shit! My wife, my children.
0: Tanner, the LSD in that guacamole was not that strong.
2: First it's acid, now it's LSD. I, I can't keep your story those are really. those are related, Tanner. <laughs> what the fuck? What the fuck?
1: First it's PCP, then it's <coughs> angel does. When is this gonna
2: stop? <laughs> anyway, pull that pull that shit up, Jamie. You ever done GMT? Look at that fucking gorilla. I'm gonna uh, wake you... up and it's revealed I'm Joe Rogan. No. Oh no, we're on the wrong
3: podcast, oh, fuck.
2: You ever um, done DMT?
0: Yeah, all all of that is made at the factory, which uh by the way, that is my favorite running gag of the year is the factory. No one tells you what they make there. It's like, they, they, we don't know what the... It, it's just the factory. It's like, we don't know what you'll, the factory is, we don't know what they make there, it is just the factory.
3: You'll know what they make at the factory when you work at the factory.
1: <laughs> and then he goes to work at the factory and he asks his co hey, what do we make here? And the guy just goes, ha, 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 your dad told me you were funny. Like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you you just never learn.
0: It's just, you, you learn, oh, he has to turn the lever. Uh, when it turns green, and then he, he has to turn it when it turns red.
1: My, my theory is it's like, just the factory's only purpose on Earth is to kill people who work at the factory.
2: Man. Yeah. <laughs> this must Devil be what it feels it. like when I try to explain everything everywhere all at once to people that haven't seen it. <laughs> this must be how they feel.
1: <laughs> the death factory. Like <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
2: yeah, like, yeah, and yeah. then there's a raccoon yeah. on some guy's head and that's around the time they I lose him
1: god it, the part where rain wilson has has four arms and is uh you know magically summoning captain crunch and then raisin brand
2: He made that <laughs> up that's no, made that's the, that's, that's
1: what? from the movie it, 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 what? It, it's, it's during weird al's acid
0: trip because he eats the acid-filled guacamole <laughs>
2: Oh, oh! You didn't just make that up. That's a thing in the movie. I thought Austin just pulled that out of his ass.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, that's a thing that happens in the movie. Is uh, Doctor Demento, played by Rain Wilson, uh, is eating like, uh, like nachos in, in Weird Al's hot tub in his bedroom.
1: Uh, and Doctor Demento. Yeah, Doctor Demento, Weird yeah, Al's but- mentor. There was a radio station where, when Weird Al was growing up in Linwood... No, and there no, was this...
2: I know who Dr. Demento is. I was just making sure I heard that right.
1: Yeah,
0: oh, Dr. Sure. yeah. yeah Dr. Demento. Uh, he, he eats the uh, acid-filled uh, guacamole.
1: <laughs> oh, God. Uh, so, you know that scene where Madonna and Weird Al are getting hot and heavy, and they're they're making out and rolling around? Yeah. Uh, there, that was apparently. I think I heard somewhere that that was one of the first scenes those two actors filmed together. <laughs> so it's just like, "Hi, nice to meet you. I'm oh, Harry yeah, Potter. Yeah. And then they just start start getting hot and heavy. Good but, time. But
2: but Austin, were they rolling around at the at the speed of sound?
1: <laughs> Did they have places to go? Did they, they have had to
0: follow the rainbow? rainbow? They had to go fast. Oh
1: <laughs> God! Uh, good.
0: Uh, God what was uh, another scene I wanted to talk, wanted to talk about in this?
3: Um. I, I do, I do, you brought up the Rain Wilson, Dr. Meadow thing. I do love, like, at the very end, he's just like, I want to adopt you. And he's like, oh, yeah, I made up with my dad. <laughs> yeah, that's great. That's great. Wow. <laughs>
0: um, speaking of that whole, that that scene uh, towards the end, that has one of my favorite kind of in-jokes about Weird Al, because uh, mm-hmm. they're uh, announcing who the, uh, the winner is for, uh, Accordion player in a specific music of genre, um, and the two nominees are Weird Al and Prince, yeah. and <laughs> uh, that that's a fun little uh, in joke because uh, the the only person that has ever turned down uh, someone like Weird Al doing a parody was Prince.
1: Like he's no the only...
2: Eminem did too.
1: No, I think Eminem for the lose yourself parody about TV, he just said Weird Al couldn't make a music video out of it. Is what I heard. I yes. Be yeah, because he guess did I make misunderstood a, that. I was gonna say
0: he did make uh, the lose yourself parody. Uh, lose
1: your mind watching TV. They told me control me. Wait, it, that exists. Show. Yeah. Oh but, my god, it does. It, my cable gets C span <laughs> TV, land in HBO. <laughs> yeah, There's it's your a real channel and court TV and Lifetime.
0: You better. You better. <laughs> <laughs> god, watch anything you know. want to, man
1: but yeah prince is the one that just like uh just was too good for everybody and partially coolio but that was that ended up just being a a misunderstanding that coolio regretted later in life cuz uh, there geese. was that when he did Amish Paradise, uh, Weird Al, I think, was told by his record people, Oh yeah, Coolio signed off on this. We talked to him. So they go ahead and they make Amish Paradise and it's huge. And then Coolio later in a public event is just like, Yeah, I did not give permission to that. What the hell? And Weird Al just didn't know what to do. It's like, well, the song exists? Fuck! I was already told this was good. And yeah. so you see Coolio in the movie getting upset uh, when they do the Amish Paradise performance at the end. <laughs> god r.i.p coolio okay Uh, uh, oh drunk daniel radcliffe this is this is in the the subgenre of movies where a former alcoholic has to play an alcoholic uh so you know it's got to be good oh yeah Uh, there's there's a scene where he's he's going off on one of his bandmates and he just does the basic mimicry voice it's just like He's, his bandmate's like, "Wow, the fame's really gotten you." And I was like, "And yeah, the fame's gotten you." And the guy gives him this the saddest look ever, and is just like, "Ow!" And like, <laughs> like he's seriously like the little mimic voice just eviscerated his soul. Just
2: We've all been there. The
1: guys. God. Sometimes the mimic voice really gets to you.
2: We've all been fighting with a five-year-old who pulled that one out. You, you can't respond to that. that. That's an auto win. Like, it there's nux. no winning against that.
1: <laughs> yeah. God.
2: What do you do? No. Mimic them? <laughs> then you're just mimicking a mimicking of yourself, and then you've just lost.
1: You you tell the five-year-old I could replace you with a drum machine.
0: <laughs> so you can, tell can the you, five-year-old I, I don't know what I can replace you with, but I can replace you with a machine. <laughs> um, God, uh, what, what else happens in this movie that we get to? The way that he writes his songs.
1: My fucking God. Um, oh, it's it's the literal thing that some biopics do, where it's just the okay. most literal possible way the song could have come about. Like yeah. <laughs> staring at a, a piece of bologna or a package my of bologna on the counter, bologna. while my Sharona on a radio station is just constantly skipping over the line, <laughs> my Sharona. <laughs> just shameless,
0: beautiful. Uh, the uh, like the one towards the end. It's like. Uh, so, so you may have noticed I, I've gotten fat I'm fat, you know it
1: <laughs> And Weird Al almost goes back And makes that his final song And his parents tear into him Like, Al, we were having a conversation I just showed you the storybook Read
3: the room
0: <laughs> Um, God, what was the other one? Uh, oh, uh, the Like a Surgeon one Where it's like the, the Lin-Manuel Miranda cameo <laughs> Yeah, Lin-Manuel's
1: <laughs> in this shit yep. Yeah,
0: communism
1: uh, better give, better give me all your gauze, nurse. <laughs> did you, did you guys hear Adam Driver was the second pick? If Daniel Radcliffe couldn't do it,
2: what? Another Jew.
1: <laughs> um, that, I'm noticing yeah, this, a trend. You talk about Daniel Radcliffe being miscast? They almost cast the villain of the new Star Wars movies <laughs> to play the guy who did white and nerdy.
3: He, he gets, he gets the call about Michael Jackson. I want every gun we have to fire on that man.
2: <laughs> Honestly though, Adam Driver's Weird out, just makes sense in my head. Like you say that to me and I'm like, yeah. I don't know why. <laughs> I mean They both we, have we, weird we, they have weird faces, the both I, of them do. I, I mean mm-hmm.
0: we've all seen uh Inside Lewin Davis. That that man's a
2: comedic musician. You know, you're right. And we've Outer all seen marriage stories, spice. so we know he could have brought the gravitas needed to this performance. <laughs> Every, day, Every I day, day I wake up I wake up and make bologna.
1: Every day I wake up.
2: <laughs> Every day I wake up and eat it. Cries while playing accordion. <laughs> Plays hurt by Johnny Cash on accordion.
1: Yeah, I I really can't Hurt believe. by Johnny Cash. So, like I said, this was like an 18-day shoot, $8 million. And I cannot believe what they pulled off in the action scenes in this. Like, specifically the scene in the diner. They have a Mr. Robot moment where his girlfriend gets kidnapped in the middle of a seemingly normal conversation. And then, who I assume is Daniel Radcliffe's stunt double, goes to town on, like, ten different assassins. And that's really (laughs) impressive for a funnier Die production. Like, this is the company that brought you Tim and Eric's billion-dollar movie, and now they're (laughs) choreographed. Graphing beautiful scenes where Weird Al takes on an army of goons. Oh, and the Hey Boy, the That's Hey the Boy, one. the Hey Boy. <laughs> just uh, in the beginning, you've, you've got just like, oh yeah, man, use a Hey Boy, and then later you've got this parody of the UHF Rambo scene where these Colombian guards are ready to blow Weird Al away, and they're like, wait a minute, it's a Hey Boy, and, and <laughs> they're, they're like speaking in Spanish, and the only words in English are Hey Boy. <laughs> I love it. Oh my god! Uh, yeah, that, that
0: the, the the bizarre action sequences of this are fucking perfect. Uh,
1: oh, and- Evan Rachel Wood just trying to kill him over and over again <laughs> after he turns her down. Like being in the drug cartel with her, and she's just firing a million shots, and you're watching Daniel Radcliffe walk away out of frame, and just all these <laughs> explosives are going off around him. Like it's great. God,
0: yeah. That that's a, a story plot. I did not expect this movie to go down. Was Evan Rachel Wood as Madonna taking over the fucking drug
1: cartel? I, I mean, Madonna did say in an early interview she wanted to rule the world when she grows up. So fair. She finally got it. Yeah, she's
3: gonna die another day.
1: <laughs> God, I'm, I'm happy there was an Albuquerque reference in the uh, Pablo Escobar sequence. Shout out to the Columbia Records Club. Oh yeah.
0: <laughs> Whoa, hang on there, baby. I'm not just. I'm ready. I'm not ready for that kind of a commitment. <laughs> um, I, I I will say this though. I, like as funny as it is that it's a parody of like the first time like an artist plays in front of like an audience and it goes really well. I will say the I love Rocky Road segment. Fucking slaps. Uh, it's true. Like, even as, a, even as a parody of, like, those, like, generic scenes in the movie,
1: I, I, I'm pumped and I'm having a good time. And the so the it, lesbian it, from the movie Bros goes up to the bartender and is like, Hi, I'll have a, I'll have a vodka and a rum raisin. And then he's like, We don't serve ice cream. And she's like, You better serve ice cream by the end of this song or you're going to have a riot on your hands.
0: <laughs> yep. And uh, fucking Patton Oswalt's there. uh
1: God, I, uh, think, I think that his... Oswald was gonna be Dr. Demento again, but like something came <laughs> up, like he broke a bone or got COVID or something and so he was torn down to that cameo, I think. Maybe. So, sounds about right.
3: He, he, he was in his element though like that's exactly where Pat Oswalt should be, just heckling musicians. Exactly. <laughs> uh, God,
0: who else was in that scene? Because I know there's like another cameo Uh Uh, That's, uh, fucking, uh, Morris Fletcher from... Kanye West! Michael McKean, that's the actor's name. He he also shows up. He's the one that introduces Weird Al.
1: (laughs) Yeah, oh, uh, apparently, uh, Weird Al, early on in his career, he opened up for a band called Missing Persons and it was one of his, like, earlier, like, live performances. Like, he did okay on the college campus, and then when he finally opens up for a real band, they just tried to McMurder him. He was just like that band in Roadhouse where they just throw beer bottles at the fucking (laughs) band the whole time. Sorry,
2: I want to backtrack briefly. You said Michael McKean's in this movie? Yeah. Tim, where does this fall in the Better Call Saul timeline, you think? (laughs) Oh, right around Chicanery. Okay, good. This is right before the meltdown.
1: I still think UHF is a better (coughs) movie because I think if we, say we were to go to general discussion for like 45 minutes, we might actually have a chance of listing every funny thing that happens in this movie, whereas I do not think that's possible for UHF. That is one thing I still admire more about UHF, is because of the weak structure of the movie, they were able to fit in so much more dumb shit. And uh, I I don't know, The, the dumb shit is what appeals to me. But this one, like that's the gags, it. you could say they're funnier when they do happen. That could be a real thing. Yeah.
0: God. Yeah. That that that's the thing about UHF is that there's a lot more like, uh, like in the background gags that you kind of pick up as you go along, or like jokes that it, it takes a hot minute for you to understand, or heck, you're laughing at a, at one joke and kind of like miss the other. It's kind, of, it's kind of like how the Zuckers do their comedy, which uh, it's very fitting because Weird Al has worked with the Zuckers. Uh, he's oh. in all, yeah, he's in all three airplane movies. Oh, not, well, yeah. not, not,
1: not, uh, not airplane. Naked Gun. Na- naked Gun. There we go. Uh, yeah, he's in all the Naked it's Gun like,
3: movies. When they make the third one.
1: Weird Al's actually in the Kentucky Fried movie during the segment Catholic High School Girls in Trouble. He's one of the Catholic <laughs> High School girls. Oh, <laughs> who's in God trouble.
2: damn it. God damn it, Kentucky Fried Movie is a thing that exists.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. It's one of those Movie
2: 43-ass fucking things, right? Yeah, kind of. I'd say it's better than Movie 43, but yeah. Then again, better than Movie 43 is like the lowest bar to clear. Like, I accidentally, uh, when I took a shower this morning, I pooped beforehand and then had to leave the apartment quickly after. So I forgot to flush the toilet. And that stale shit that was sitting in my toilet was better than Movie 43. (laughs) <laughs> absolutely, 100% yeah but that didn't have
3: the same star powers
2: movie 43, Yeah, uh, unfortunately not <laughs> god, movie Forty. what the fuck, Hugh Jackman, balls on the neck uh,
0: N- not even Shane's gun could save movie 43 and
1: his fucking skit was like cut from the movie originally yeah, Dweezil was the cat's name whatever yeah. that thing's name was I actually found that skit to be very mean spirited which is why I like Weird Al because the comedy isn't mean spirited unless you're an accordion salesman you are the one mean-spirited joke in the movie. <laughs> it's like you're you're either
0: the accordion salesman or you're Will Forte, screaming at Weird Al in front of Weird Al.
1: <laughs> Did you guys know Will Forte had to practice for weeks in order to get that stunt where you have a cigarette put out on you done properly? He what? had to put cigarettes out on himself a hundred times and develop calluses on his hand. God. So that when Daniel Radcliffe put that cigarette on him, he wouldn't immediately break into tears and shit his pants
0: will forte's in this movie yeah will forte's in this who isn't
2: in this movie
1: people Uh, love weird al everyone uh, shows up
2: no i agree but like next you're gonna tell me daniel day lewis shows up as galactus in this movie
0: no he doesn't
2: tanner i have news oh that's the post-credit scene
1: (laughs) there is a post-credit scene
0: there is yes there's a fucking post credit song, even the fucking yeah. the one that's Now on- you know, yeah, it's Oscar I, eligible.
3: I, I, yeah, I love I love that they kept doing those like bits, like the this song is technically Oscar eligible. It's not, <laughs> except
2: though. it's not
1: uh. because they wrote he Weird Al begs Roku. He's like, play it in an LA movie theater for a week, and they just wouldn't do it. Yeah, uh. it went straight
2: to Roku channel. It's only eligible for Emmys. Boo, rude. What Weird Al should parody songs again?
1: I I would love that.
0: He probably will. Uh, He still makes albums. He just kind of goes away for a little bit.
2: I need him to parody some of this fucking TikTok songs, okay? I really need the Weird Al parody of ABCDEFU. No... (laughs) A B C D E F G. H, yeah, I imagine F- he just does M-N-O-P. the actual alphabet in in melody. That's all it is. But Weird Al would like have a sick ass accordion solo. Yeah, in would. the middle of it, it, so. it, pro-
0: it. honestly that would probably if I were to guess that being on a Weird Al album, it'd probably be like one of during one of his polka mashups, which that he does with every album.
2: E, Few. I don't even hate that song like other people is. I think I think it's an okay song. How the fuck is it nominated for Record of the Year at the Grammys? <laughs> I still, who, who made that decision?
0: Well, remember the Grammys are a fucking joke. Uh, they, they, I mean, they, they're the butt of the, all awards shows are. They they all are. Like they're the butt of the joke on The Simpsons.
2: Louis like, C.K. Co- won a Grammy a couple years ago. I mean,
0: <laughs> it's it's not an award that's worth winning according to Homer J Simpson.
1: It, it would be interesting trying to see Weird Al parody, like, new songs. Like, what's he gonna do? A parody of Kendrick Lamar's Humble? About about the Brian Gumbel? Like, what's he gonna fucking do? <laughs> it, it, it had to be hard back in, like, 2008, because it's like, oh, hip-hop's big. I gotta adjust and be very careful about this. Uh, but, like, what's he gonna fucking do now? You know? Like, music's gotten very different, dude. Sit
2: down. Chew gumballs. Sit down. Two <laughs> gumballs. For, like, for I don't some, know, that feels doable. For yeah.
0: some reason, Weird Al's agent thinks it's a really good idea for him to parody the, uh, the song that's the suicide hotline number.
3: <laughs> Who
0: can relate? Woo! I mean, woo! to be
2: fair, that song parodies itself by going, I don't want to die. Who can relate? Woo! <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm suicidal. Who can relate? Like, okay, yeah, woo. I mean, I don't. it's the woo. It's the fucking woo that just knocks me out yeah. every goddamn time. Who's going through a hard time? Woo! My grandma just died. Woo! Like it fucking kills me.
3: God we we should it. we should get we should get the Weird Al parody of the Fortnite balls song.
2: Fortnite balls. I'm gay. I like boys. I kidnap autistic kids. Little Mosey is white. It's just the same song, except it's an accordion beat instead of the beat that it is normally. Good yeah, we there you go. Good God. All I'm glad right. we got Fortnite balls in here. Yeah. Weird <laughs> Al does Chug Chug with you. Yeah, we got number one victory, Royale. Yeah, Fortnite, we about to get down. Get down. Ten kills on the board right now. Just wiped no. out tomato town. You, know,
0: you know, honestly, I would like to hear him do just a cover of that, because that'd just be interesting.
1: And, I, and he calls the kid who did Chug Chug with you instead of Kanye West who did American Girl or whatever the original song was. No, that's
2: what I would do. It's kind of like how Vanilla Ice, when uh, that like, six-year-old guy, that six-year-old kid that was really big on YouTube for like doing covers of rap songs, it's like when Vanilla Ice hopped on his version of Ice Ice Baby. So, like Around the t- 2010, there was like a five-year-old child named Maddie who like, did covers of rap songs, but they were kids-boppified but he was actually rapping and when he did Ice Ice Baby, Vanilla Ice hops on and he does the third verse
1: nice, <laughs> nice. It's,
2: it, this exists, I swear to god I'm not making it up it's very funny hmm. do you
1: guys, one thing I was thinking this may be too bullshit but like, I, I want more comedies like this does this feel kind of against the grain to anybody else, like we don't get movies like this enough yes. or is that just some yeah. dumb bullshit I, I think I every like-
2: studio comedy should just be tag again I think yeah. they should just keep releasing tag.
3: I, I, f- I feel like yeah you know, we don't we just don't get enough like studio comedy movies anymore. Nothing
2: and... is just a comedy ever. It's always yeah. comedy and something else.
3: Like I I can look back at the early two thousand aughts comedies and like they a lot of them haven't aged very well, but like at least there was something.
2: Like, I look back at the hangover like, man, we didn't know how good we had it.
1: We we were like, I, I like when we try to at least have, like, a connective tissue between all of us that's based in laughter. Instead of, you know, like, I don't know, the movie needing to resort to drama at some point, or, like, I don't know how the, the, the well of comedy got tainted along the way. But, like, I just, I just like us attempting, even if the jokes don't age well. Because we'll just, we'll just update the standards and try to make more comedies, right? Every,
2: every fucking yeah. comedy is trying to make me cry now, and it's pissing me off. I, I,
1: you know
0: who I blame? I blame Judd Apatow. I, I blame that man. 100. He made funny well, that,
1: people and destroyed yeah. everything. The
2: frustrating thing is Judd Apatow is still the only one who's, like, really good at doing that. Well, I mean, the bubble notwithstanding, The bubble
1: yeah. was horrible, but... Right.
2: The King of Staten Island was fucking great! Judd yeah, Apatow was, was the only... Comic- dr- uh,
1: that was What's, a dramedy, though. Yeah, that's I a know. dramedy.
2: Yeah, no, I know. What I'm saying is Judd Apatow's the only one that's good at making those types of dramedies. Everyone else is trying to copy him, and they're not nearly as good at... Like, I just brought up Tag as, like, the funny studio comedy. And yeah, it's a great funny studio comedy. Until the sudden third-act reveal where it's like, Oh, by the way, Ed Helms has cancer. He's ah, out of fucking left field. He's like, Yeah, I'm gonna die, guys. Like, what the fuck? I thought Classic. this was a silly, goofy movie where Jeremy Renner is really good at Tag. And tag. now it's like, by the way, cancer.
1: Hey, uh, th- Tanner, tag, love and thunder. <laughs> God. <laughs> oh, oh, my
2: honestly, God, yeah, kind of.
1: Honestly, <laughs> you.
0: I'm going to be honest about, like, studio comedies here and, like, t- tie it in with uh, Weird the Al Yankovic Story. So, something that I, I, I genuinely miss that uh, Weird the Al Yankovic Story has is a very cartoonish and anarchic spirit which yeah. I feel is missing from just straightforward comedies. Cause again, they're shot flat. They're told very flat. The humor's very tr- fucking dry. That's why I fucking blame Judd Apatow. I genuinely miss the era where comedies kind of just felt like fucking cartoons. Cause I think back to some of my favorite comedies, Caddyshack, the naked gun trilogy, airplane, uh, mm-hmm. fucking the national lampoons, vacation movies. They feel like fucking cartoons and like they have like this beautiful anarchic spirit to it like hell say what you want about how well this fucking aged animal house what makes that movie funny is just how fucking anarchic that movie is and that's something that i genuinely miss from comedies is just anarchy and cartooniness I I i think we need to embrace cartooniness and anarchy in comedies again
3: yeah. I'll say this, though. Like, this year we got Weird the Aliyankovic Story, we got the Bob's Burgers movies, and uh, last year we got uh, Reno 911, The Search for QAnon. So straight comedies <laughs> are back on the menu, boys. Let's Don't go. Don't forget
2: the best comedy of the year, Tim. The Banshees of an instrument.
3: <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> no, nothing funnier completely
2: than unrelated. I just want to say. at the door. <laughs> <laughs> the Banshees of Inisherin is a dark comedy, and when I went to Saw it, I was the only person in the theater laughing, which made me feel very awkward.
1: Tanner, that was me during the menu. No one else laughed.
2: <laughs> you know what? No, that happened to me too, Austin. I was the only fucker laughing at half the jokes in the menu. Tyler's bullshit comes on the screen. I'm gut, I'm busting a gut, and yep. these two, like, fucking twinks behind me are like, hmm. <laughs>
1: Yeah, we gotta go back to when things were cartoony and not afraid to go completely apeshit and break the structure of stuff. I think one problem is, like, people pay too much attention when, like, anyone on Twitter says, oh, it's LOL XD random humor. Like, like they just let that discredit their whole screenplay and bury it. It's like, yeah, be random. Fuck it. That's, that's like, one approach. You know what?
2: You know what a movie, like, one of my favorite studio comedies of this year was The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. And even oh, yeah. that one threw in mm-hmm. some, like, drama tear-jerker bullshit in the third act.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it was like, also, like, like, an action movie. Don't get me action. wrong.
2: It was effective, but, like, it's just, like, not even the weird movie where Nick Cage plays himself is allowed to be a straight comedy.
0: Yeah. God, that that that's upsetting. Because I, I forgot that that happened, and I forgot that it becomes... Yeah, it, it becomes a drama at a certain point. And,
2: or and Clerks 3! Is... Clerks 3 gets really dark! Oh yeah! yeah. Uh, Clerks 3! Yeah! That movie gets so fucking dark out of, like, nowhere! Like you yes. spoil it... Clerks 3 to explain this to Austin? Do you
1: want to Maybe know what happens? Aust-
2: yeah. Austin, yeah. okay, the main character of the Clerks movies dies.
1: Wait, uh, James a... Bob died?
2: No, 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 like, uh, what's his name? Uh, um, Dante there. dies. Dante. Dante dies. He has a heart attack and dies.
1: He wasn't even supposed to die that day.
2: Exactly. That's the f- his last words are, I'm not even supposed to be here today. And then he, fu- <laughs> he Then he McF- then he has a heart attack and McFuckin' dies. First of all, the movie starts off with the reveal that Rosario Dawson's character apparently died like six months after the events of Clerks yeah, 2 while that pregnant.
3: That shit got me hard. Like, I wasn't expecting
2: that. I was like, oh. I'm sorry. I know this is the weird out, but I'm just talking about how, movies aren't allowed to just be funny anymore. They have to have. And I mean, for in Clerks 3 case, that was Kevin Smith working through stuff. I'll, I'll excuse that. Yeah, but. That, that,
0: that one has like the exception because uh, like we all know Kevin Smith. Almost fucking died of a heart attack,
2: or you know, The Northmen. That movie had weird incest.
1: <laughs> Everyone's favorite comedy from Robert.
2: <laughs> the Northmen, or butter, butter exists.
3: <laughs> that itself is funny.
1: Are, I think rom-coms maybe still exist. Wasn't there that Lost City movie? Yeah, that no. That was mostly ro- ro- a comedy.
2: The Lost City was pretty good. Joe and I got to saw that. Oh, um, that was I alright. heard, I have heard th- good things about Tickets to Paradise. Bros, Austin, I mean Bros. Bros come is on. good,
1: yeah. I, I, and, and Bros doesn't ever take the stakes too high, but it does have that underpinning thing where it's just, like, very serious shit about, like, AIDS and stuff gets brought up. Right, I, which, I don't know. I mean, even know that's that what a rom
2: com is, though. Rom coms have to get serious at some point. That's You're the right. rom part.
1: Rom coms are like the closest we've got to comedy, which throws away a demo that is so fucking important, which is just dudes. Just people who are trying to be fucking dudes we don't need, have
2: comedies anymore. We need to bring the frats back to the theater.
3: <laughs> this is why we do what we do. This is why we have Conspiracy 182, McGuire Man, Onwards <laughs> and Upwards, Anarcho Bidenists. This is why we're here.
2: We're doing our, the Lord's work.
1: Our demo <laughs> is 18 to 32-year-old males exclusively. We're here to save their asses from boredom.
2: 32-year-old men in fraternities. I said that as a joke, but that person probably exists. Oh that yeah, Van
1: Wilder <laughs> is real.
2: That person's actually true. just Austin's brother. Oh.
1: <laughs> My brother is... a. Uh, had, I'm not saying his job unpublic. He's, he's a good guy. He's not in the frat.
2: He's, he's a fraternity man. <laughs> I can prove it too. Look at this photograph. Yeah. Look
1: at
3: this graph.
1: So uh, out them. Sorry, sorry Joe.
0: I, I was gonna say we're 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 a little over an hour. If you wanted to get your
1: thought in there, I figured I'd at least just bring that up. We're we're hitting no. Hours. I'm just. I'm just glad that we talk about, like, the macro scale of it because I... I... I don't know what the fuck is going on, and I think it's a massive discussion with a lot of variables going into it. And it's nice to, like, you can just feel it radiating off this movie. You're like, this is a breath of fresh air. I normally, like, after a comedy, I don't feel super good like this. And there's, like, no no weird pitfalls and shit. The whole ending is a joke. It's like, <laughs> I hope we can maybe get more movies like this. I don't know if an $8 million movie on the Roku channel is going to tip the scales... But it would be a nicer future than that, like, depressing shit we've got now.
0: Exactly. I, I'm 100% on board with that.
1: However, with that, we are, we are hitting
0: an hour. We're going to go a little bit over, and we're, we're going to wrap things up. We're, we're going to go on uh, final thoughts. Uh, Tanner, you didn't even see the movie, but do you have any final thoughts? Do, do you want to watch the movie after hearing our discussion?
2: I'm going to watch All Dogs Go to Heaven too for the 20th time (laughs) in my life. (laughs)
0: There you go. You're going to watch The Preacher's Wife soon after.
2: Hell yeah, brother.
1: (laughs) All right. uh, Austin, final thoughts. Son, your father and I had a long conversation, and we just think you should stop doing what you love and being yourself. And uh, as my final concluding thought, let me be your hog!
2: <laughs> Austin showing hog. Austin showing hog. <laughs>
3: it's a UHF reference. Uh, Tim, final thoughts. It's weird. It's Al. At times, it's even Yankovic. What more could
0: you want? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. He's not Jewish though, Tanner.
2: <laughs> Listen, Weird Al is like... Austin, you have to say, but Weird Al is like a Jew in spirit, right?
1: Uh, yeah, canonically, he's an honorary Jew. Well,
2: Like, <laughs> if the Jews had a Pope, they'd make him a saint.
0: David <laughs> <laughs> right. said it best. Alright, my final thoughts are um, out, out of the two movies that uh, Weird Al was in, and uh, like this year, the, this is the better one to watch. Uh, don't watch uh, that fucking animated movie Weird Al did this year. Uh, but yeah, no It's a really fun comedy it's, I, I gave it a 5 stars Might be biased on my end But I, I think a lot of people That are just kind of discovering Weird Al Seem to be getting a kick out of it like, People seem to really be digging this So It's available for free on the Roku channel uh, it's, a, it's free to sign up for it You just gotta have ads played during the movie uh, it, It's well worth your time uh, So go check it out um, and on that note, uh, we're going to wrap this bonus cast on Weird, the Al Yankovic story up. Uh, thank you for listening to this podcast. Um, if you're watching this on YouTube, uh, firstly, you've got a lot of patience to just be watching a visualizer for a little bit over an hour. And I, 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 I applaud your efforts. I'm actually going to applaud that. Um, but that that is crazy. You should actually just be listening to that on our Spotify, which we have. Um go check us out there or on our apple music uh podcast thing we're, we're on all the podcast platforms go check us out there uh but if you are on youtube uh, ch- uh go down to the comment section let us know what you think of weird the al yankovic story are you a fan of uh weird al yankovic uh wh- what's your favorite song by weird al he's, he's got a lot of really good songs in his catalog let us know that um while you're down there, hit the like button so we know how much you like us. Hit that subscribe button so we know how much you love us. And hit the bell icon uh, to uh, so Tanner can break into your home while he's laughing at something that's on his phone. <laughs> it's actually kind of distracting. It, it's
2: relevant. Sorry, I can... I told Ethan about the if the Jews had a pope, they'd make him a saint, and he said in response, Weird will be to Judaism as Islam is to Christianity. <laughs>
0: Goddamn. Alright, but yeah. Like, subscribe, bell icon, uh, the uh, podcast networks, uh, the bonus casts are all uncensored, but uh, our regular podcasts are uncensored only on the other podcast platforms that aren't YouTube. Check us out there. Uh, Check out our Twitch page. We got a Patreon. Um, If you go donate money there, uh, we'll probably... We'll, we'll do something fun. We'll, we'll, we'll make the next best studio comedy. There you go. If we get, like, X amount of money, we'll make the next best studio comedy.
2: I will personally hit Austin's fucking colors.
1: Yes. banner. <laughs> I, I am the color out of space. Got him. Fuck! There you go.
0: Um, check out our Twitch page. We, we've, been, we've been getting back into live streams. Tim's been doing a couple. I, I might do a couple here at some point. And uh, watch me play
2: some Sonic. Watch me play Sonic. I I might, I might do it again eventually. We'll see.
0: Yeah. Um, Other than that, uh, I, uh, I don't know when the next bonus cast is going to be. I know at some point one of them is going to be Thirty Days a Night. One of them might be the Guardians Holiday Special. Uh, We're probably going to have a discussion about that soon after. So we'll let you know Uh, about that. Guardians
2: is going to be a vidcast, Joe. I will edit that.
0: Okay. Uh, Can I host that one? I mean, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Actually,
2: hold on. Do you want to edit it so I don't have to?
0: <laughs> I, i dude. I'm gonna be really fucking busy coming up. Then I'll right? do it. I'll okay. do it. Um, so sure for shot, sure. and I and I've also got another vidcast that I need to try and get out uh, by the end of the year. Which Joe, is the I thought ex- you were
1: ta- I thought you were taking this home, Joe. Uh,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll save the business talk for after this recording is finished. Uh, thanks again for tuning in. Uh, we'll see you all later. Uh, goodbye.
2: Wakanda forever. <laughs> no. <laughs> no!
0: <laughs> Alright.
3: Stop. I just slid my ticket across the table and I said, Sorry, guys. I gotta
0: see about a girl.